Hi, everyone, and welcome to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. My name is Kevin Jackson, and I'm thrilled to be here co-hosting this new show with my great friend and colleague, Mary Joy Kozak. We're both seniors here at Georgetown University. MJ, how are you today? Kevin, I am doing really well. I've been looking forward to this for a while, and I'm so excited to be here and to be finally starting this podcast. I feel like we've been talking about this idea for a while now. We definitely have, and I'm equally excited to get started. In in just a few minutes, we're going to welcome our first guest to the show for a conversation, but first we thought it'd be a good idea to explain a little bit of why we're here and what the inspiration is behind the show. So we thought we'd start by explaining that on a little bit of a personal level. Yeah, well, first a little bit of my story. So I was raised in a practicing Catholic family that went to Mass every Sunday together. I grew up enjoying and appreciating my faith, but it wasn't really until I attended Georgetown that I grew deeper in my faith. Um, I had gone to public school my whole life, and part of the reason I actually chose Georgetown was because I knew that it was a Catholic school, Catholic Jesuit school, and I really liked a lot of the resources um, that they offered to explore my faith. So my faith was definitely something that I wanted to invest in and understand better. But my involvement in faith, especially during the beginning of my college experience, was more on like an individual level where, you know, I went to mass, but didn't really do much beyond that. But throughout the latter part of college, I definitely became much more involved in the community aspect. And through that, I've built, you know, several incredible friendships um, that are rooted in faith. And, you know, part of the reason we're here today. Yeah, that's awesome. And thanks so much for sharing that. My story is similar in some ways and different in others, Uh, different in the sense that I went to Catholic school K through 12. I always thought my faith was something important to me, but didn't exactly understand what that meant. Didn't see how it was important to me or how it was going to be extremely relevant to my life beyond the context of Sunday Mass. So I came to Georgetown not really knowing how I was going to explore my faith. And for freshman and sophomore year, it wasn't very high on my priority list. I think the turning point for me was the discovery that I could have a personal relationship with God, and one in particular that's sustained and kind of built through prayer. This point was really crucial for me because it opened up a whole new way for me to understand my faith, gave me a whole new perspective, that faith wasn't just a list of rules uh, or just a, a set of guidelines to abide by, but as a way to know God. At the very heart of our faith is just this way of knowing God and becoming closer to Him. So that belief has definitely strengthened over my junior and senior year and has led me to get involved, as you said, with our Catholic community and to do things like this, like this podcast. As Kevin just said, he and I have done some neat Catholic endeavors here at Georgetown, and it's been such a great opportunity, I feel like, for us to grow both individually and then also, of course, with the greater Catholic community. And it's encouraged us to really spend time thinking about some interesting questions regarding our Catholic faith that directly impact college students um, and particularly Georgetown students. We know college is a fun, really fun four years, but it also involves growth and with growth often comes challenges. College students are often confused in terms of how faith can be relevant in their everyday lives. Um, You know, especially here when life's so busy, you know, there's this, that, the other thing to do. How do we fit faith in? Kevin, I know we've both had some personal experience trying to make sense of these things and do believe that faith, and particularly the Catholic faith, can really impact people's lives for the better and provide meaning and fulfillment in a way that other things simply can't. 
Totally agree with you there. And I think both of us have also had the experience that Georgetown in particular has incredible resources for people exploring these questions of faith in any tradition. And we want to explore those in a deeper way while we're still here. So in keeping with that, on each episode of our podcast, we'll welcome in a guest from the Georgetown community or larger Catholic community who will share their perspective on a given topic. And our hope is that if you, our listeners, have questions about faith, whether it be Catholic or non-Catholic, that the conversations we have with our guests will give you relevant insight into a particular topic. Yeah, and we also want to hear from you, the listeners, with any questions or comments you have as well as recommendations for faith-related topics that you'd like to know more about. So with all that said, we want to get right into our first conversation that will focus on the topic of prayer and how it can be important for life both in college and beyond. Let's get started. Without further ado, we're thrilled to welcome Tony Mazurkowitz to the show. Tony works at Georgetown as the director of the John Main Center for Meditation and Interreligious Dialogue. He also serves as a residential minister in McCarthy Hall here on campus, and we're grateful that he's taking some time today to share his perspective with us. Tony, welcome to the show. How are you today? Great, great. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, MJ. Appreciate the opportunity to to be here with you today, and uh, super excited. Really, just an opportunity to um, just talk a little bit about about, uh, the journey here at Georgetown of faith, and um, appreciate the work you're doing here with the podcast, and Looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, well, great. We're really excited uh, to have this conversation with you today, and in particular, focusing on prayer and meditation, which are two topics that are talked about a lot, but not always well understood. But before we dive in, we'd love for you to give us a short introduction of yourself, where you come from, and how you came to be working at Georgetown and the John Main Center. Sure, sure. Great. Thanks, MJ. Uh, so I'm originally from Chicago uh, and uh, went to a, a public uh, grammar school and ended up going to a Carmelite High School, Mount Carmel High School in the south side of Chicago. Um, had a great journey there, really loved it. Um, kind of a, a, some of the retreats there I think were my most formative experiences, particularly the Kairos retreat, you know, particularly with my faith and that faith within a, within a Christian Catholic context and, uh, and then ended up going uh, to Yale for four years. That was interesting. You know, I, I found some pockets of faith. Uh, particularly playing football there and some football players who had a similar faith and you know we'd go to mass uh, on Sundays and I'd walk in with my uh, bags of ice on my knees you know after the football game the day before and, and a few of us would sort of hang out and but it was sort of little pockets here and there uh, I found a bit of a challenge you know in college to kind of find my rhythm and almost find the the niche of where I could really celebrate um, you know my faith so um, you know, fast forward after college about five years, I was in education for a while, in public education, working for a nonprofit um, school management system, you know, teaching some, some administration, and I loved the, the work in education, but I was kind of missing some of this community and prayer life, you know, which, which I didn't like know what that meant then. Um, and one thing led to another, and I had a 15-year journey with the Carmelites, uh, Carmelites are religious order in the Catholic Church. Very similar to the Jesuits, the Franciscans, or Dominicans, and I loved it. You know, I had a great um, opportunity there, particularly to kind of dive into the prayer life, you know, dive into this relationship with God, and um, grateful for those 15 years. Um, towards the end of that experience, some things changed uh, with my own journey, my own vocation, uh, and uh, made some decisions. Um, but that journey led here to Georgetown, um, so I did formally leave the Carmelites and had great support from them. And, um, family and friends, and, and really the the goal was to continue my relationship with God. 
I was looking for what was next professionally uh, and vocationally, and I was happy to be in the John Main Center while I was doing some discernment around what's next and how I want to at least share some of the gifts I have with the world in a way that may be meaningful. And no one else in the center that day, and I was thinking, hmm, what would it be like to be here? As I was asking the question, I said, well, there might something sort of inside, there was some vibe there, um, maybe some desire, some resonating. And so I said, well, let's look at this. And one thing led to another, and the previous director uh, had been moving on from the position, and um, put my application in, and here we are, you know, almost two years later. Well, thanks a lot, Tony, for sharing a little bit of your story with us. We, we really want to unpack that as we move along, just in terms of prayer and in terms of meditation. So I guess just to kind of begin, what are some early experiences, uh, maybe it's in high school or college, that uh, stand out in your mind as far as your own prayer experiences? And then how has that experience kind of grown and changed over time? Yeah, yeah, I think pretty growing up, you know, I think as a, as a young person, through through high school, really, for me, it was just this conversation, you know, this that, that God is always available. Um, and more so the, look, God, I need some help here. You know, uh, I'm not sure where the direction's going, or there's some challenges I'm dealing with, or I don't quite fit in, or whatever that is. I've always felt like it was a, you know, God, help me out in this situation. Um, and then gradually... I think it was just this this understanding of Teresa of Avila, you know, Carmelite doctor of the church, says that uh, you know, prayer is this intimate sharing between friends. And that's really what has continued to develop over the years. This is a friendship, and a friendship with a God who is absolutely in love with us. Uh, and so why would we not want to spend some time either both talking, but now in some ways, which is this, I think, the last several years of listening, you know, just being with God. Yeah, what is it about that silence in the midst of kind of all the busyness around us? What, what is it about that silence that really draws people in, like you were saying? Really, that, that silence and stillness, right? And we look at, look at our faith in the sense of, um, of, of who Christ was and his relationship with the Father. Uh, and it was this deep, intimate relationship, right? And it was, it was a knowing of who he was. And this gradual unpacking of that in his journey. Yeah, I mean, go back to the Psalms, right? Be still and know that I'm God. You know, and, and think about so many moments in Jesus' ministry where prior to either the calling of the disciples or um, mountaintop experiences or even prior to Jesus' death, there are these moments in prayer you know, where Jesus is alone. Um, and so in some ways... This silence is this deeper, maybe acceptance of who we are, deeper understanding of who we are. Uh, we don't necessarily have to do, do, do. Life calls us enough to do. And I think even for, I, I wonder, right? I wonder for Jesus, as he was out there doing, 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 did he need those moments just to be, to accept and to live fully into the fact that, yeah, he had this deep, loving relationship with his father, Abba. Uh, and so hopefully for us as Christians and Catholics that when we spend that time in the silence, and we, with the intention that we are being transformed in and through Christ. And what's tough in that, and I'm sure you probably had somewhat similar experiences at Yale, between Yale and Georgetown, you know, students are really, really busy with lots of different commitments. And I think it's hard for people, even people who would really enjoy and maybe need the time and space for silence, prayer, meditation. I think people just have a tough time building that into your schedule. I don't know, Kevin, what do you think? I agree. I think 
because it's not something urgent or pressing or not uh, time sensitive necessarily, people have a tough time building it into their schedule, as, as Mary Joy was saying. Um, have you had that experience with either yourself, those around you, other students at Georgetown? A great question within the last hour. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it was a busy morning. Uh, we started, you know, we're here a little you know, earlier in the morning, which is great. Uh, and I was planning on going to the gym this morning um, to get a little exercise. And I'm like, well, I got the gym or meditation. Well, you, you better get your meditation in, you know. And so I skipped the gym, um, which is hard. I, I got to get my exercise, you know, each day. And so every day I make that decision. It's a hard one. Because right, time's a commodity, and time is precious. Particularly, I mean, next year at Georgetown, right? I mean, throughout throughout our world, right? And, and it's a challenge for us, and not just me, but I hear this from our leaders as well. We have about twelve student leaders, undergraduates, and graduates, and, and for them too, it's like, well, how do I fit this into my schedule? And I think for me, at least, it's this: well, how do I fit my schedule around this, if you will, right? It's a it's a it's a discipline, like many disciplines in our lives, that hopefully. Uh, lead us to a deeper relationship with God. Um, what is interesting from our leaders is I've never heard one of them, and even anybody who's come to the center, after the 20 minutes say, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, usually it's, boy, thanks, thanks for this opportunity, both for themselves, they've taken the time, um, but then also committed to that, right? Because it is, again, it goes back to that line of both who we are and maybe whose we are. An interesting word you, had, you said there is discipline. I, I think a lot of times we assume that that's a bad word, but I think that there's a really positive aspect to that word when you're talking about prayer and meditation. Can you say a little bit more about why prayer is a discipline? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think of even the little of exercise, right? I mean, you have to be disciplined, you know, to even to get up to create the time, right? I mean, prayer is about a relationship. And any, any relationship, if it's meaningful, if there's depth to it, if there's uh, intimacy, if you will, you know, really, up to, what's intimacy? It's up close revealing of oneself. Um, that if, if it's that important, and for me that's what prayer is, this up close relationship, then, then I have to have that commitment. And, and with commitment comes a discipline. And, but a discipline that's that's life-giving, that's fruitful, that's, um, that hopefully leads us to a deeper sense of, of trust and faith. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Kevin, in terms of just this unpacking this word discipline, because, yeah, it does often have a negative connotation, but I think for us in our prayer life, discipline is just an invitation of God saying, look, I'm going to spend some more time with you. Um, and, and hopefully we're disciplined enough to say yes to that. I really like that. I think the one other thing that's you know similar to both exercise to anything else we really do, whether it be schoolwork, um, is the fact that when we spend time doing it, we don't necessarily see the returns instantly. You know, in prayer, it's not always revealed to us right away. Yeah, and that, that's a great gift here that Georgetown has. I mean, I share a little bit my background with Carmelite spirituality, but that's the gift of Ignatian spirituality. Is Ignatius has had a, a, a discipline, a system to try to understand and unpack what's happening in our lives. And so for me, being here at Georgetown, that's one of the greatest gifts is the examine or you know, spiritual direction or the spiritual exercises, I mean, the prayer and daily life retreat, men races coming up this weekend. I mean, we have so many ways, particularly within the nation flavor, if you will, to make sense of who is this God for us and how is God revealing God's self and how are we at least open to that and, and make sense of it. Yeah, I think the idea of seeing immediate returns on our prayer is definitely something that 
I've had to overcome in my own experience with prayer, something that takes a little while to get used to. Something else along those lines that I've struggled with a little bit in my own experience of prayer has been this idea of kind of who's doing the talking. And I think that I've always felt a little bit of a burden on me to provide most of the material or most of the conversation for prayer. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and how you might address that kind of feeling of there being a burden in prayer. I love that line, the burden to do the talking. And that that was what was transformative for me. Um, but I remember when I when I was uh, first year with the Carmelites, I, I had a little prayer shelf, and and I, I would sit there and be like, "Come on, God, you know what I'm you know what I'm thinking, you know what I'm feeling, you know all this stuff. You don't want to hear this from me anymore." Um, so almost this burden, Kevin, you mentioned, and it was this invitation to the stillness and silence as a way through the, this this feeling of burden, where it could be, look, I could actually just be with God. The thing I think that's so neat about prayer is that people can pray the Our Father, the Glory Be, the Rosary, and that can be great for right for them or for that moment. Um, or there's the thing that's neat is there's so many different kinds of prayer, whether it be the exam or whether it be just a casual conversation with God. Um, there's two things that have really framed my view of prayer. I think the idea of thinking of it's just a conversation with God as you're walking to class, as you're walking at Yates, anything. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can just pray. It's just talking to God. And the other thing that kind of framed my mind about prayer is we talked a little bit about the idea of a burden. Um, and I used to think is, oh, prayer is like an obligation, right? I have to pray, I have to, have to do that. Um, and one of my good friends shifted my mindset and said, you know, it's not really about that you have to pray. It's that you know, we get the opportunity and the privilege mm-hmm. to talk with God and he wants to hear from us uh, because he loves us. And I think that shifted my mind away from, all right, I need to pray to a kind of mindset of, oh, wow, I get to pray and I want to pray. Mm, yeah, that God creates us for relationship and the prayer is the opportunity to deepen that relationship. Yeah, it's beautiful when you think about it. I guess shifting gears a little bit back to what we were talking about before, what would you say to someone who's interested in exploring or deepening their prayer life but really thinks, I have no idea how to start? Yeah, yeah. Can can I can I ask in sense of for the two of you in terms of what that journey was in terms of maybe in here at Georgetown, like when you arrived, you had your own foundation. How how did you get involved in a way or maybe say yes? Obviously you're here now with this podcast, which is awesome, and you've got this four years of journey. You know, is there a particular way in which you said yes or were open to that could be helpful for listeners? I'm, I'm, I'm 25 years out, so <laughs> I think I want to hear, I'm curious what, 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 what you guys, how you did that, if, if I can ask. Yeah, I think for me, it would definitely be, um, came from Mass, honestly, I came, I, as soon as I got here at Georgetown, um, I consistently went to Mass on Sundays, um, and over time, as I got more involved in uh, Catholic ministry, um, started to take my faith. Um, more to a deeper level as I became you know, a sophomore and especially junior and senior year, I started going to daily mass a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think that definitely helped me um, in terms of prayer. But between my friendships and you know, different elements, my family, um, my faith background, just growing up, um, I always knew I had a relationship with God. And I think what helped me most in terms of deepening that um, is viewing it more of a conversation. I mean, it was much more casual. And I think that's helped me a lot. Um, whether it be walking to class um, or this and that, just knowing that God's there and that, you know, I can always, always talk to him mm-hmm. and tr- just viewing it more as a relationship. 
What do you think, Kevin? I mean, my introduction was to prayer was a little bit different. I would say that I, I mentioned I went to Catholic school K through 12 and was definitely a focus on that discursive prayer, whether it be recitation or going to Mass. I was introduced to the idea of kind of silent, more contemplative prayer through a Matthew Kelly book. MJ is a, is a big Matthew Kelly fan along with me. And he made the simple suggestion of spending 10 minutes a day in silent prayer. And for me, that was all I needed. That was kind of the spark to my uh, discovery of the prayer life. And I think what was so shocking is that I had never intentionally spent time in silence before. Regardless of whether it was in prayer or whatever reason to be in the silence, just being in the silence for that 10 minutes a day was, I think, very addicting in a good way. And I found something there that was totally different than the other parts of my day. Um, Eventually I came to realize that that something else was God, that he was in that space communicating with me. Um, And so I've kind of continued to explore that and and see, you know, the new ways that God calls me in that silence. But I think that just being in that silence initially was what drew me in and said, you know, this is really something that could be at the center of who I am. Mm, Yeah, yeah, awesome. I love listening to both of those. Both of those are responses, right? Both of you talked about the conversation, the silence, and our belief as Christians and Catholics that that's God's initiative, right? I think that's a gift here at Georgetown is that if God's here, God's present, God's working, God's moving, and it's how, how do we create or how are we open to saying yes to those opportunities in the midst of all the other great things that are happening. Yeah, I guess just going back to the idea of how how do I start, I think building in the time in your day. Yeah, and what I hear in both in our responses and what you're saying, Tony, is that there is no one way to start to get into it. Mm-hmm. And your point about it being God's initiative, I think, is so key because that will look different for every person. Yeah, that, that's the, as I talk with folks who come through the center and just get a sense of well, what led you here, I think what it comes back to, though, is this relationship with God, right? And, and, and we all, there's so many avenues in and out, but the, the hope is that we're open to that call and response. Awesome. So we'd like to finish up with uh, one fun question. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know you said you're uh, you said you're 25 years removed from college, but yeah, this is 24. a po- 24. Well, that's okay. <laughs> 24. Okay. Yeah, Kev, don't oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. Right. I did say 25, okay. but I was like, hey, what do the math? Okay. I won't. I won't cut that part out. We'll make sure we get the number right. Great. Right. Uh, but you know, since we're a podcast, uh, four years of faith, we're we're all about college, the relevance of faith in college. We'd love to know one of your favorite or most vivid college memories from Yale. Ah, wow. Vivid or favorite college memories from Yale. Okay, good. This will be a good one. So I, I, uh, Sunday mornings I would teach CCD uh, at the local uh, parish right on campus. And um, this was during football season. Uh, pretty sure we had paid, uh, played Penn. Uh, and, and let's just say it was not a good game. So and following the Saturday we lose... You know, in mass, got my ice on, um, and then we Sunday school afterwards, and I'm with um, some of the youngsters, and we're talking about scriptures, and, and I don't know what the lesson was, and uh, one of the boys in the class who was a son of one of the deans in the college, I won't say where or when, and he kind of stopped, stopped in the middle of class. He goes, "Boy, you guys really sucked yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. 
this is great. You know, <laughs> you, you know, it's good you're honest. You know, I appreciate that. But uh, could you phrase that a different way? Uh, and then I'm like, do you want to talk about the gospel or you know, <laughs> lessons today? So it was a good reality check. That's great. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here with us this morning. We've, we've really enjoyed this. We have the, uh, the honor of having you as our first guest. So uh, this, I'm sure, will be listened to for many years to come. Kevin MJ, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much, Andrew. Sure. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Four Years of Faith. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. I'm Kevin Jackson. And I'm Mary Joy Kozak. We'll see you next time.